Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the Meliorist, Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Meliorist. Sound it out. Sound it out. Meliorist. The belief Mm -hmm. that the world tends to improve and that humans can aid its betterment. In mm-hmm. a strictly Giants uh, perspective, yes, totally okay. Mueller-ist. Okay. Uh, we start talking about other aspects of human life, and uh, I might have to. No, this uh, is just about baseball. Okay. This is just about the San Francisco Giants. So so you do believe that the Giants can get better. I do. And that to, to get better, they need certain people to do better. Exactly. Farhan, Maybe- and Farhan I trust. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. Wow. In Farhan you trust. Sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? Sure. It's it's worked well to us this far. <laughs> I mean, huh. Yeah, I mean, yes, they did set the record for most wins ever by the organization. But how many times have they made the playoffs, Matthew? Oh, In the Farhan Aiyudi era. Once. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I and win. And maybe twice this year because we're <laughs> sitting in a wild card spot right as we speak. That's, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Right well, now, you know, I, I want to know about you. Ameliorist-ic me is uh, is getting all, right. all excited now. Yeah, but I just want to know about about you. How, how, how are you doing? How's life going? Uh, you know, I, I can't complain. Uh, my youngest child, we sent her off to camp this week. Oh, uh, this is the first time that we have uh, been away from her for any length of time, and uh, I was ready for it, to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow she's kidding. what, only 23? Just kidding, just kidding. She is, <laughs> she is 12 uh, going on 23, oh. uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, is in that preteen stage where mom and dad don't know anything, and, um, you know, so I think it mm. will be good for all of us. To spend a week mm. apart. Uh, and, you know, she happens to be going to the camp of which my organization runs. So I'm excited for her to, you know, be the to, to benefit the fruits of my labor. Uh, but, you know, hey, things are going good. Uh, my oldest son, my son, my only son, not my oldest son, mm. my only son, uh, came back from his own little vacation you know, camp thing that he did for 10 days. So, you know, it's been a revolving door of kids coming in and out. And uh, so it's been interesting. But, you know, it's it's been a nice, pleasant beginning of the summer. How about you? Uh, well, you know, as you know, we we we, we have been back from the land of ice for about a week now and uh, it's been pretty chill i mean life's good you know i i don't have a job um and i don't mean that in like i don't have a job sort of way and and you know for those of you who don't have a job and are desperate to find one my apologies um but right now i'm i'm fun employed baby yeah you know it's uh every day is saturday and um every day saturday in the park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was the 4th of July. Right. 
Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I think if you kept singing, we would have to pay somebody some money. I don't know how that works. But anyway, um, you know, I'm a parent. So like a Saturday as a parent is different than a Saturday when you're not a parent, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Um, Saturdays are very busy, but you always have high hopes for them, right? (laughs) You always think you're going to get all of these things done, but you end up getting very little done because you got to do all of these other things for everybody else in the house, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this counts for the pets and animals too, right? So it's like I got seven other entities in this house. So that, that's how my days are going. So it's, you know, it's like I can't complain, but I do. I do complain. Okay, good. Matthew, I have a question for you. Okay. How confident are you in your prediction of 91 wins for the 2023 San Francisco Giants? Before you answer, I will remind you the Giants are currently on pace to win 88 games. Mm -hmm. And your evil, pessimistic brother predicted 84 wins. Got it. I'm still pretty confident, Ben. Uh, because I feel like getting to the break, what are we, eight games over 500, is uh, a freaking miracle, considering the injuries and the reliance on rookies and all these things that we've that we've yeah. had to go through. The horrible offseason when they didn't sign any good players? Sure, sure, all yeah. that. Yeah, all that, that was horrible. And, mm-hmm. you know, the ameliorist in me is like yeah we you know guys are gonna play better we're you know we got the trade deadline coming up you know uh Mm. we're gonna get the best right-handed hitting middle infielder available on the market ben and you're gonna like it are we are we or are we gonna get another jd davis Ooh. i I, remember i mean jd was okay last year he wasn't great he was okay yeah He's been, yeah. he's been he's been a godsend this year. Oh my god, where would we be without him? I mean, uh, you know, it's it's you know, God, it's trades like that that just it, you know, this just makes me so mad because I want to hate Farhan so much, and then he does things like this, and I point to you know, like last offseason was last last year's trade deadline. Matthew was stupid. <laughs> All they got was JD Davis, and it was dumb. You were pissed, yeah. And now I look back at that, and I'm like, genius. They got JD Davis. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and what Carson Wisenhunt or you know I don't remember it was some yeah yeah right I'm supposed so. to like this trade God, I'm really, uh, uh, I don't want to like this trade I hate Farhan so much it says I got this tattoo on my neck which is it's going to age poorly I want you to know that you know I asked him to make it so that we could fill in the things and it would just say like it would just be like flower pictures and then it would just say Farhan on one side <laughs> he'll turn yeah. the fire into like fire emojis. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Actually, no. What it'll do? Do uh, I'll just have it do like a whole circle around my neck, and I'll just put the little word "is" and it'll just say "Farhan is fire." Fire. There you go. There you go. So yeah. So I am. I am. I'm still in on 91 wins, Ben, and uh, I will enjoy you eating crow at the end of the Mm. year when they are. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to my crow sandwich. Me too. My, Me my too. crow pie. Mm. You know, I, I think, I think you know, Matthew, I think you're right. I think I did predict incorrectly. I think the Giants will win 88 wins. So you're saying, uh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. 
It's at what I'm saying is giant cocktails on average will have gotten will nailed it perfectly because while you and I are both wrong, giant cocktails is always right. Anyway, today is Sunday, July 9th, as we record this podcast. The San Francisco Giants went three in three this week after I predicted or demanded five and one, which they should have done. But it was a miracle that they did go three and three because I believe they scored exactly zero runs during this past week, which I think is impossible. <laughs> it was 15, uh, but you know, still. It felt like, it zero. Felt like zero. It yes. felt like zero, man. Um, all I remember is a home run by J.D. Davis and a home run by Austin Slater. Yeah. Well, you know, we needed yeah. we needed two shutouts to get three wins. You know, That's so. right. They went one and two against the um, middling Mariners. Uh, when they should have gone two and one, and they went two and one against the Rockies when they should have gone three and zero. So not a horrible week, but not a great week. It was a very twenty twenty three week. Although to be honest, we don't have very many three and three weeks in twenty twenty three. We're either five and one or one and five. <laughs> uh, so you know. So anyway, that brings their record to be forty nine and forty one overall, putting them at. Two and a half games out of first place in the National League West. Two and a half games behind both the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are coming back to earth, Matthew. We're going to reel them in. And then, of course, it's as always the evil empire. You know, it's going to be us and the evil empire at the end of the season. And uh, But anyway, they're two and a half games out in third place. The San Diego Padres are eight and a half games out, <laughs> even though they have a better run differential than the Giants. Uh, I like that just because it probably makes Padre fans more infuriated. And then, of course, there's the Colorado Rockies who exist. Uh, in the wild card standings, the Giants are in the third and last wild card spot in the National League Three games behind the Miami Marlins and two and a half games behind the Diamondbacks and or Dodgers. Take your pick. They are only half a games ahead of the Phillies and the Brewers, but they are six games ahead of the Padres and six and a half ahead of, of the Cubs. And then, you know, trails off from there. I don't know that the Padres and Cubs will catch the Giants, but I think six games is probably still too close to say they're out of it. But I'm feeling pretty good about this, actually. Six, like, you know, there's only two other teams that are vying for this third wild card spot. I think 88 wins is going to do it, Matthew. I think 88 wins probably wins the National League, the third wild card by a couple of spots, a couple hmm. games. Okay. Well, 91 will definitely do it then. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, 84 is not going to do it. So let's hope I'm wrong. Yes. Uh, so there you go. Uh, what do we got next, Matthew? Well, we got who's hot. And who's not? And mm-hmm. I'm going to just make it easy. You know, they're not very many hot hitters and our entire pitching staff is pretty good. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's basically uh, right. You know, so, but who's hot? Wilmer Flores uh, has been the hottest hitter on, on the Giants. He is hitting a robust a robust 529 uh, for the last uh, seven days, nine for 17. Although when no one's hitting around you, you get on base nine times, you don't score any, you score one run and uh, you have no RBIs. It's uh, it's a little bit sad, but, uh, but nonetheless, Wilmer's been playing well. 
I cannot go a whole episode without telling you that Rule 5 draftee Blake Sable is also on fire. Hitting 444. He has two home runs and six RBIs in the last week. Uh, has been pretty much the entire offense at times, so, you know, for for the Giants. Um, and then I guess you could, like, if you count 286 for the week as hot, then you got to throw in <laughs> Luis Matos and Austin Slater. Austin Slater had a big home run this week. That uh, was a big home run. So was, I will yeah. I will give him a hot label uh, as well. And then you got to go, you got to go uh, Logan Webb, right? And uh, Logan Webb over the last the last seven days has 15.2 innings pitched. He's given up four, 14 hits and only two walks, 21 strikeouts in those 15 innings, and he has only given up two earned runs in those 15.2, including his nine-inning first career shutout uh, on Sunday. Yeah, he's almost Alex Cobbian. <laughs> almost. 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 Alex Cobian this week actually had a zero ERA. Uh, yeah, so, and got selected to the All Star game. Yeah, so you know, g- g- appropriately enough, right? And uh, I think it was funny though because we've been talking about who snubbed, and people have been talking about. No one was mentioning Alex Cobb, and then Alex Cobb is the one that ends up getting the nod yeah. when uh, one's all. Well, we're done. gonna we're gonna talk about the All Star game and the All Star break later in the show. In fact, that's gonna be mainly what we're gonna talk about today. Um, oh, but you didn't get into who's not hot. Oh, oh, who's not hot? I mean, you said everybody. You said everybody. Well, okay, but there are a few that are just, uh, wow. Just really like, not hot? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you go to, uh, uh, well, first of all, Casey Schmidt, man. Casey Schmidt is one for his last 14. It seems like we've been saying that a lot. seems like there's been you, some long you, streaks. Are you saying that uh, future Hall of Famer Casey Schmidt is having is, is not hitting well? He's not hitting well. And thank goodness he's playing good defense. Uh, but, uh, yeah, not hitting well. He threw a first walk this week, yes, on Sunday. Uh, also, uh, just one for 14. So, not hot. Uh, Jock Peterson, also been struggling. Two for 14 this week, along with Brandon Crawford, also two for 14. Uh, so both of them not playing very well. Uh, and then your favorite, uh, I don't know, quadruple A player guy bouncing up and down. Brett Wisely. Brett Wisely is also not hot. Uh, one for his last eight for a hit. He hit two home runs three months ago, Matthew. <laughs> don't forget well, the it. The thing is, it's like you look at his minor league numbers and, uh, he's been hitting the snot out of the ball in triple A. And then he gets up here and uh, just uh, can't can't seem to find. I think there's that. a lot of guys in the history of the AAA that that is true. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, all right. So, uh, okay. Well, then that means Matthew, it's time for our trivia question. So the trivia question today is uh, uh, because Logan Webb uh, earlier today uh, pitched a first career. A complete game, first career shutout, which happened to be a one to nothing shutout, uh, which was just amazing. Uh, J.D. Davis, of course, hitting the home run to to give them the lead. And Logan Webb pitched uh, 103 pitches, gave up, uh, I think he had 10 strikeouts uh, in, in nine innings. So amazing performance by Logan Webb. So the question is, when was the last time a Giants pitcher pitched a complete game, one to nothing shutout. Mm. Hmm. 
this is usually something that doesn't, I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but it's not like super rare. Um, but you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to one of my favorite pitchers who we haven't seen in a while. Um, I'm going to say Jonathan Sanchez did this in 2011. 2012. Yeah, 2011. I don't even know what, I don't even remember the Jonathan Sanchez era. But that's what I'm saying. I don't care. He he did it in 2011. Okay. Well, we will see if Jonathan Sanchez is the answer uh, at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. Enough with the banter. Let's talk cocktails. Thanks, Bob. It is time for the cocktail time. Uh, Ben... Well, Bob, I don't even know. Bob knows. Bob, who, who's 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 going first today? What are you drinking, Ben? Today, Bob, I'm drinking the wild pink gin and tonic. But I'm also having a pink gin and tonic. And if you're confused by that, Bob, that's because you didn't listen to last Thursday's epi- episode, which frankly doesn't surprise me at all. Poor Bob. Poor Bob. He didn't. He doesn't. He doesn't appreciate what. Anyway, <laughs> here's what's in a wild pink gin and tonic. It's two ounces of wild pink gin by Og Natura. I don't know the how that. I, I don't. I, I said that with a Spanish accent, but it's made in. It's made in Iceland. <laughs> So I don't know. They kind of have it. the Icelandic accent. And accent is actually strange because you would think it's going to be strong and guttural, but it is a little more more uh, Latin mm. in flow. But anyway, it's a berry infused uh, gin, uh, so it has a little bit of like a blueberry kind of flavors to it, along with your traditional botanicals. Uh, you add to that. Uh, uh, what I did is I took half of a lime. And then squeeze that into a rocks glass, or you can do a highball glass filled with ice. I add the two ounces of gin on top of that. And then I topped it off with uh, four ounces, give or take, of uh, Indian tonic water. Um, I use Fever Tree, but you do you. And that is a wild pink gin and tonic. You can also find the recipe for what Matthew calls the domesticated pink gin and tonic. On last Thursday's episode, go listen to it. Listen to it now. Don't listen to Matt, what Matthew says next. Go, go right now. <laughs> no, just keep listening to this show, and then later go listen. That's Thank what you. I'm drinking, Bob. All right, all right, Bob, hit me. What are you drinking, Matthew? So I'm I'm drinking an original cocktail called the Summer Days, and it is one of my kickoff to summer. Uh, cocktails, and I'm going to be doing a lot of summer-type cocktails from here through maybe December. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, So this cocktail has two ounces of gin, a half ounce of Amaro Nonino Quintessentia, one ounce strawberry shrub, which is two parts strawberry syrup, one part, uh, or actually one part strawberry syrup, half part uh, champagne vinegar, one ounce lemon juice, three dashes of lavender bitters, and an egg white. 
and you put all those into a cocktail shaker with ice or without ice and shake it vigorously. It's what's called a dry shake to emulsify the egg white. And then you add ice and shake it until well chilled, strain it into a coupe glass and garnish with strawberry slice and a sprig of mint. And you get a summer day's uh, cocktail. So that is what I'm drinking today, Bob. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. Thank you, Bob. I think so, too. I think he's so three. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't just let me stumble over a word once. Uh, you just got to like you got to like. You also said strawberry. <laughs> I, I me thinks did. me thinks you's too far into your shrubs, Matthew. <laughs> my but high hey, proof, this is giant uh, my cocktails. High proof, uh, booze is uh, starting to show. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. That's good. That's fine. I, I like the fact that you're doing uh, summer cocktails because we are at the height of summer and there are, you know, baseball is a summer sport. It starts in the spring. It ends in the fall, though. But there are two very important parts of the baseball season that happen here at the height or at the beginning of summer. And that is one, the All-Star break. And we're going to talk about that. But there's another thing that baseball fans don't really pay close attention to because it takes so long for for baseball players to mature and reach the Major League Baseball level. But believe it or not, in baseball, we have a draft where uh, the Major League Baseball teams can select players from what? I think it's they can only select them from North America, right? The United States and Canada? Uh, sure. Yeah. If you are an amateur baseball player in those two nations, uh, you are eligible for the Major League Baseball draft. And that happened today, Matthew, as we record this podcast. That's right. Is it still ongoing or do they just do the first three rounds or what? Uh, Yeah. Like, again, I'm like most baseball fans. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? But But it is interesting. Yeah. Well, it is. If you see who they pick afterwards, for example... The Giants drafted Brandon Podziemski. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brandon Podemski. Oh, wait, wait. That's the wrong sport. That was the Warriors. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> not, not not the Giants. I, I Googled the wrong thing. Hold on. Hold on just a second. What, what are okay. you talking about? Uh, the Gi- Well, you know, because... I don't know if you're doing all, a bit know. or if you're drunk or what is going on. <laughs> This is not what uh, we discussed. Just, uh, yeah, sorry. Having a little fun there, Ben. Having a little fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, so so Brandon Podimsky was not drafted. By no, Giants. not by the Giants anyway. Uh, was he drafted by the Warriors? Players. Yes, he was. He was their first uh, round draft pick. And uh, you will probably okay. see him play next year on the Warriors as opposed to Bryce Eldridge, the high school two-way player. That, Who we won't uh, see for a good six years. <laughs> yes, that the Giants drafted uh, Assuming yesterday. they sign him. That's right. Assuming, yes. And he is a high school player with a college commitment and uh, not sure yet if they have a commitment from uh, that he will be actually signing with the Giants. But he, you know, my my thought on this, Ben, is they're like, you know what, if we can't sign Shohei Otani, we're just going to draft a bunch of Shohei Otani look like. So last year they had what Reggie Crawford, I think was Crawford, who was their number one pick. Yep. Yep. And yep. so this is another two way player. He's a uh, six, eight, 
like a monster high school kid uh, who throws like 95 miles per hour and uh, but also uh, is a very prolific home run hitter. Yeah, he's and, highly rated across the board as both a pitcher and a hitter, right? They have these ratings of like 50 to like, I think it only goes up to 70, right? I think, it's like I think 50, so, yeah. 50 through 70. And he's rated like 50 or 60 at everything, including like five different pitches, uh, including and in power and in defense. And in so, yeah, I mean, this is super interesting. He's a he's a legit two way player. He's a two way player prospect. And the Giants seem amenable to letting that foster. I think, you know what, I think this is a trend that we're going to see. I think Shohei has kind of, like, made sure. this happen. Yeah, of and course. And a lot of teams are going to be trying to to let guys do this. Um, Interestingly, though, I think, I think the one of the reasons that Shohei Otani, I think, was able to be so successful is that he was a little bit older. And had a chance to really kind of work on both, you know, in in the what, J- in Japan. Japan League. And and so I feel like our minor league system isn't necessarily set up to make that happen as much. And generally pitchers can can advance quicker than the offensive players. And so by the time maybe this guy is an amazing pitcher and he advances to AAA, but he's still hitting like a high A guy. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because I feel like those things have to be congruent. They have to kind of the talent has to you know grow uh, together. And if one kind of fades over the other, you're not going to get this two way player thing. And so I, I think I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But I, I do feel like the, the pitching is where the upside is for both of these, uh, these Reggie Crawford and for uh, Bryce Eldridge. Right. I, well, I hope they're both allowed to continue to hit. I, I I agree with you. I think, though, that there is a tendency, I think, especially in, you know, many American industries and I think especially in baseball to think that that they know what is right. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that believe that the Jap- Japanese league is definitely better than anything is definitely better than every other league in the world except the major leagues. Mm. Right. And that includes AAA. It is it is significantly better than AAA. Um, so, you know, the fact that Shohei was growing and performing well there, I, I think, is an indication that players can do this at a very high caliber, high level. And and I hope they don't stifle these guys. I hope that I, I I think this is a a sign that we can see more players like this. And uh, anyway, I do think it is interesting that they they keep doing this because this is two years in a row where their first round draft pick is a is a two way player. But you know right. what? I think yeah. Farhan is a guy who likes to play uh, high percentage plays, and maybe he thinks you know what? If they're a good prospect at both, maybe there's a higher chance that they'll be successful at one. And that's why he likes two way players. Um, I do think. It's interesting that also the second round pick was also a high schooler. So their top two picks were high schoolers. Yeah, I think that that speaks to maybe the Giants feel pretty comfortable now with the state of their minors and don't need to jumpstart it by focusing on college players. That's (laughs) ridiculous. That don't need to jumpstart it. Uh, like they did maybe a year or two ago uh, with college level players. Know how much he sucks. (laughs) 
Will you just be quiet over there? My goodness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think if you're high, if you're drafting high school players, then that means you're not uh, expecting them to contribute any time in the next you know year or two. And so guys like uh, Walker Martin, who was their second round pick, a high school shortstop out of Colorado, had like video game numbers his senior year in high school. He hit 633 with a 722 on base. And his slugging is so high, I don't even know how to say it. Like one point six two three. Like I don't, I don't even know how to say that. Like it's sixteen twenty three, Matthew. Okay, okay, yeah, of course. That's he's how you a, say he's it. He's got a sixteen hundred OPS. Oh yeah, on base plus slugging is yeah. Well, he's got yeah. That's pretty crazy. And uh, and then his his uh, his high school team because went twenty nine and zero. His senior year, uh, which is, uh, I'm sure, due all to the fact that he was on base almost three out of every four plate appearances. I mean, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. I'm sure some of the people who listen to this show occasionally attend high school baseball games. Um, I think it must be really kind of bizarre when you see a kid like this come up, right? It's just kind of like, okay, everybody just let him do his thing and then try to let the rest of these kids just be normal kids. But anyway, he's a giant now. And Matthew, you said he actually fell in the draft because he did. He because... was uh, uh, hoping to go in the first round. He dropped to the fifty-second pick or something like that by the Giants. So the Giants actually signed him a, what they call above slot. So his slot where he was signed, I think, was like a one point six million dollar slot, uh, where that's where he was kind of you know the giant. The way baseball works is that every every draft slot that you're in, uh, the the signing bonus is less and less, and you can you've got a pool of signing bonus dollars. And if you can convince a guy to take less up high that you can give somebody else more lower, uh, you can also get more of a pool money by compensatory picks and all this other stuff. And so the Giants had some money to spend and they are spending it on Walker Martin. They gave him a $3 million signing bonus so that he would forego his commitment to the University of Arkansas. Right, right. Now you keep saying like this is a done deal. Has he actually signed or is this just Well, like he hasn't signed, commit? but there's probably been a verbal commitment where they told right. him, look, we're going to draft you if you uh, will sign for us, here's the number that we want to sign you at. And he is on record. He was already quoted by his local newspaper as saying, yeah, that's the number. So he is definitely going to be a giant. Awesome. Awesome. We'll see you in six years, Walker. <laughs> that's um, right. When he takes over for, uh, for I don't know, Casey Schmidt? Or... Casey Schmidt, who had a very uh, a Joe Panic type Giants career. Uh, this is, yeah, I mean, this is kind of crazy. Or Marco Luciano, who, you know, I don't, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because he's going to still be with the Giants in the middle of his Hall of Fame career, Matthew. Okay. So Walker uh, Martin will be our incoming second baseman then. By correct. That correct. Yeah. Uh, t- taking over for a very old uh, Tyro who's about to retire. Or, like or you know, it needs to move on because he's fallen off or whatever. <laughs> uh, well, so anyway, that's the draft, folks. I, you know, I mean, it, it, I think the mo- the biggest takeaway for me is the fact that in these early rounds, these high picks are going after high schoolers, which I do think indicates that this regime believes that the minor leagues are well primed for the next few years. Whether or not the listeners agree is a different thing. Um, you know, I'm going to keep an open mind. I have been very, very hard on this organization because I really felt like we should have definitively seen this at the end of last season. I, I think it's been a little bit of a 
we're not quite sure what the state is. Oh, actually, it's kind of good. And we figured that out sort of halfway through this year. And we only figured that out because we screwed up the offseason so bad. But <laughs> it looks like, I mean, I agree. I think things are kind of turning around in the farm league. I, I do feel very confident that we're going to start producing um, players every year. And, you know, if Bailey works out as an all-star, then awesome. Right. I mean, if you can produce an all star, uh, you know, once every five years, well, no, it should probably be better than that. Um, If you're going to be a good team. Well, you can be like the Atlanta Braves have eight all stars. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, You know, I mean, hey, look, I'd love to be the Atlanta Braves. I I, I think because that's one of the best stories in recent past. But anyway. Well, and, and just real quick, the the Giants had a third round uh, draft pick, which was their first college player, a left-handed uh, pitcher named Joe Whitman out of Kent State, uh, which was, interestingly enough, the compensatory pick for Carlos Rodon. So they're replacing Carlos Rodon's left-handed pitching with a left-handed pitcher. And uh, he was the 69th pick. Uh, and what's interesting about that is that the Giants top three picks uh, uh, were all within the MLB pipelines top 40. So looks like we got some good value there for our, especially our second and third round picks. Nice. <laughs> wink, wink. All right. So uh, there you go. That's the draft. But really, Matthew, I mean, these guys, we're going to not see them for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got, we got, we got more immediate problems to talk about. We're in the middle of this very confusing and, quite frankly, very exhausting 2023 season. We've reached the All-Star break, and I don't know about you, Matthew, but frankly, I'm relieved. (laughs) It's like, oh. Take a little break here. Man, we made it, you know, and I, I thought it would be a good time for us to, like, take a deep breath. And talk about where we are. But before we do, I, I do think we should at least mention the all-stars right. who made and, it, who didn't. And as, as, as we talk about that, I need to apologize for last week. Because last week, we basically mm-hmm. said the Giants only get one all-star. And so in that world, then the all-star in our world was me. And not you. Right, right. And and I was, and I, right? Yeah. And so, right? so, yeah. so I, I just it? want yeah. you to know that you were not snubbed. I wasn't snubbed. There was a late uh, scratch from one of the other podcasters, and congratulations, Ben. You are now an all-star. Oh, I made it. Ah, uh, hey, Bob, suck it. Um, <laughs> well deserved, uh, too, Ben. You've you've been you've been just you know making this show go from the very beginning. So yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I want to I, I want to thank everybody. I, I think that there are probably people in this clubhouse who are more deserving than myself. Um, but I've been waiting for this for three years and, um, I just want to thank everybody and, uh, I just want to encourage you, Matthew, to take these four days and go get a break and we're going to go represent giant cocktails at the all-star game. That's right. That's right. That's right. Woo-hoo! And I, I might've stolen that speech. <laughs> Which is almost verbatim what Alex Cobb said when he, yeah, to the clubhouse. <laughs> that that's right. Got... So Alex Cobb made the all-star team. Which yeah. is kind of a surprise to me, Matthew. It was, I, it was a little bit of a surprise. It was not on anyone's radar. I mean, he's had a very good season. But I think if people were thinking as an all-star from the starting rotation, that was going to be Logan Webb. 
One little problem with that was that Logan Webb was scheduled to pitch on Sunday, which means that he would not be able to pitch in the All-Star game. And so they're trying to find pitchers that will actually pitch. Pitch, yeah. Uh, so Logan Webb, I think, ben- or uh, Alex Cobb benefited from that. Uh, right. As well as has, you know, he's got some really good numbers. And so you know, he's had a good season so yeah, far. Yeah, because that's, I was going to say, like, it's a surprise. It kind of snuck up on us. I don't think any of us saw this coming at the beginning of the season. Um but then I went and looked at his stats, and I was like, oh, wait, he might actually be the best starting pitcher on the Giants this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think might might not be adequate. Uh, he is. He is. Has been the best well, starting pitcher on the Giants this year. Yeah, he's got uh, a 2.91 ERA, uh, 16 games. He has 86 strikeouts and a 1.34 whip. Uh, yeah, and a 6-2 and two, uh, win-loss record. So... Uh, has been a very good starter for the Giants for for this year, and probably our most consistent starter. Right. All right. So he's an all star. We're not gonna we're not gonna argue. But Matthew, do you think there were any players on the Giants who who can legitimately claimed claim that they were snubbed? Because I know you seemed pretty hurt last week that the Giants only had one all star. Y- yeah. I think that was the meliorist in you. It may, it may have been, because you know, if you look deeply, no, there's no one that really deserved to be a an all star. I think I, to be on. Mm, there's I the think, one I think you, Tyler, Tyler Rogers. There you go, because there's one could, giant that you hate, and I, I just wanted to make sure that I don't one, hate him. I just, it's just you just don't like him. Me nervous, <laughs> and you know, and this week he did give up a home run in a really crucial spot. Just want you to know that. Uh, but, uh, you know, he has had a great season and has been one of the better relievers in baseball. So a little surprising that he didn't make it. I guess if you're going to if you're going to name a snub, he would be the guy. Right. He's the only, I think, true snub. The the only other guys that I think some Giants fans might be complaining about, but I don't think these are realistic complaints, is Tyro Estrada, who who did have a really good first two months, but he faded significantly over the last three to four weeks before he got hurt. Um, and had a lot of really good quality second baseman in the National League in front of him. And then really the only other guy I think that had a a case, and I don't even know that it was that strong of a case, was Lamont Wade Jr. And let's face it, he had like four or five great first basemen in front of him. Yeah. Um, and so so while Lamont Wade Jr. has had a great season, I you know, I I, I think he's not he's not quite to the level of an all-star first baseman. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the Giants getting two all stars feels correct. I don't know that it would ne- I necessarily would have picked these two. Certainly Camilo, but I think I think Tyler Rogers was the next. But Alex Cobb not undeserving, and so so yeah. I mean, honestly, I I think the Giants are good as a team. They're not quite full of superstars, but you know, next year, yeah, Patrick Bailey is going to be an all star. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, why not? Right. Um, right. right. And and yeah. Well, and, and next year we better have more than 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 just uh, two pitchers. Uh, I think we it would be nice to have uh, an offensive player also be an all star. I yeah. I mean, look. <sighs> yeah, we better. And and it's not you know you, you know I'm I'm gonna say, we better because I want one. <laughs> uh, you know I want to have a superstar player who I can point to and say, this is our guy and have every other baseball fan say, yeah, he's pretty legit. Right. And, and I think Camilo is that, but I think a lot of fans don't even know who Camilo Duvall is because he's a closer, right? He's a relief pitcher. 
I want an offensive player who is a top 10 Major League Baseball player. And I want that because that's what I want out of my baseball team. And yeah, and I, yeah, we so we better have one. Far Agreed. Um, I think the other one thing, too, about Alex Cobb, just to kind of circle back, is that, yeah, he's what? He's been in, he's been in the majors for 12 years. uh, 12 years. And this is his first all star game selection. And uh, so that's, that's, I don't think that's very common where you get a person who's been in the league that long to make their first all-star game. Uh, But looking back, I just reading some of the articles around him. One of the interesting things was in early in his career in 2013, he was actually uh, having a really good first half. And then about two weeks before the all-star game, he got hit in the head by a line drive and, uh, and had a concussion was put on the IL for a couple weeks. And so he missed the all-star game because of that and probably would have been named to the all-star team that year. Yeah. You're just not going to get picked. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's been great to see, especially, I mean, you look at this guy's record. I mean, with Tampa Bay early in his career, he had a pretty solid career, slightly above 500 win record. Uh, but, uh, then you get into some Baltimore years where he was five and 15 one year, oh, and two, two and five, turned it around with the Angels before the Giants signed him. Yeah. He's had some ups and downs. And, uh, so it's, it's really cool to see a guy like that who has been, you know, really just putting in the work and really trying to to turn his career around to be recognized in this kind of way. And and it was your speech that you kind of mimicked and the speech that he had in the clubhouse was um, great to see and that, you know, he was very humble about it, but you could also tell he's very honest in how excited he was to be representing the Giants. And um, so it's kind of cool to see those kind of moments. And, and right. it was fun to see for this. Yeah. So So what you would say is he's had an up and down career. And I think that's really fitting that he is the Giants, the 2023 Giants all-star selection, because that's kind of what the 2023 Giants have had up and down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They've been bad and then they've been good. And luckily, they've been more good than bad. But that really brings me to this all-star break question for you, Matthew. Is this a good team or a bad team? And I know we already kind of touched upon this, so I know what your answer is going to be based on the question that I asked you at the top of the show, but I'd like for you to elaborate. Is this a good team? Or a bad team? Or a bad team. I think the answer to that question, Ben, is yes. (laughs) (laughs) They are a good team when they have all their pieces in place mm-hmm. when when the guy when their bullpen is fully healthy mm-hmm. and their starters are are clicking uh, and and all of their players are doing what they're supposed to do they are a good team uh, any other time not so much <laughs> so so okay okay so I just want to break this down I just want to just want to break this down so what you're saying is they're good and they're bad. And, yes, that's what I'm And saying. they're bad. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Okay. Uh that's really um confusing and and not definitive. Well, welcome to at- being a fan of the 2023 <laughs> Giants, Ben. Right. Yeah, because I think I think a lot of people thought during that June run that they were like, okay, okay we finally settled on who what the roster is. Okay? And 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 
What I really liked about June and what I really liked about how this played out was as somebody who is a little bit of a pessimist, I got to call Farhan out and be like, ah, look at all these mistakes you made. Ha ha ha. Na na na. But also at the same time, the team was playing well because of other things that Farhan had done that actually made them them good. Right. Because at the end of the day, Farhan has and, 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 you know, it's not just him alone. Right. But it's his philosophy that has built this roster. And if this roster does well, it's his fault. Right. Inherently. I mean, like, I mean, I for the Farhan haters out there and I would put myself into that category. Like if the Giants team does well, it's not despite Farhan Zaidi. No, right? it's because of it's Farhan because Zaidi. of him, right? And so, what was interesting about June was is that okay, all the garbage free agents that we signed during this off season, this off season which was horrendously bad, Ben gets to say it still was horrendously bad because it was, and because the reason that the Giants were winning was not because of any of those guys. It was because of all the young guys that came up. Yes, and Casey Schmidt has struggled, but boy, was he a shot in the arm when he came up, right? Yeah. I, I think you can say that's when the offense really came to life, is when Casey Schmidt came in and was tearing it up. And then you have, you know, and then it's just a, a deluge of all these other guys. And and, and yes, and even even the, the perennial, the rookie from day one, Rule 5 draftee Blake Sable, um, all of these young guys had propelled the team and you're like okay this is the roster right these are the guys and the bullpen was just absolute fire and it feel it felt like they had quite figured out the starting's pitching thing and then we go to the east coast and we hit this wall and it all just came tumbling down and now matthew i'm like I don't know that they do have the starting pitching thing worked out. And based on quotes from Farhan, he would agree. Like Farhan said, no, like we would prefer to have five starters. Yeah. And he means like starters who start the game. <laughs> Not Right, but I also feel, but he also went on record saying he feels like that unless there's a, a front end starter available on the trade market, then he feels like they have the guys to be able to make that happen. Yeah, so the impression that I got was that he believes that the starting group that we have now can settle in and go back to a traditional starting five starters who all start the games kind of setup. Now, I do want to couch this. Farhan says a lot of things. And 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 oftentimes what Farhan says is complete bullshit. <laughs> oh, damn it. You're going to have to beep that. I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, and so I do want to say that, but at least at the very least, like, I mean, he is implying that they're only going to go out and try to get a frontline pitcher. And it turns out based on some of the things he said that that frontline pitcher was going to be Kyle Harrison, but they waited too long and now he's hurt himself. And so now they don't know what they're going to do. That was yeah. kind of the impression, right? Well, I, like, yeah, I th- he said it complicates things. It still felt like, though, because he couched it with saying that if there's a frontline starter available, then yes, they're going to look at that. But anything else is, you know, they feel like they've got it within house, and 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 that Kyle Harrison is still, you know, could still be a part of that solution. So, yeah, you know, and yeah. and in the meantime, though, we've got some issues with you know with with Tyra Estrada being out and Brandon Crawford struggling you know uh, our middle income uh, middle income our middle <laughs> infield 
has uh, suffered. And so there's been talk now about maybe that's where the Giants go on the trade market. And so, you know, there's there's going to be something to, to, to be done. Uh, what's also kind of interesting as we're getting closer to the trade deadline is that you've got a couple of guys on the IL that are going to be coming back in the near future uh, that include... Uh, well, first of all, you have on the pitching side, you got Brebbia and Luke Jackson, who were really key parts of the bullpen before they went down. Yeah. So I think those are important. But there's two guys that we maybe don't even have on our radar that are could be doing uh, that could help. And one of those is Elliot Ramos. Nope. Who is on a rehab assignment and hitting the snot out of the ball in AAA. Yeah, whatever. And uh, the second one is former... Rookie of the Year candidate, Luis Gonzalez. Never forgot about him. He's always been in the back of my mind. Yes. Yeah, well, and so apparently, you know, he is getting ready to, you know, he's going to be eligible to come off the IL within the near future. Uh, and what what makes things interesting about those two is that they're both, you know, they're not on the the 40-man roster, so they're going to have to make spots for them. Yeah, they're going to have to make spots for anybody that's going to come yeah, in and make, but, a, yeah, make a contribution. I, but I, I always, I'm always intrigued by what that move is. Uh, but, but, uh, but it sounds like they are... Um, they're going to be part of the maybe the solution as far as right-handed. Well, actually, at least since also is left-hander, but yeah. um, perhaps uh, more outfield, outfield depth. Yep, yep. So that that could be interesting. That could be you know something that kind of uh, helps push the depth you know of the Giants up a little bit. I agree. I mean, I I you know I was look. I've declared that Elliot Ramos is a never will be, um, and. And he certainly has looked lost. Um, that being said, he is only 23 years old. And I would love to be proven wrong there. Um, and he would be, you know, if he could come up and make a significant contribution. I mean, if, if, if even he was the equal of Mitch Hanniger, I would probably still be complaining because Hanniger was not good uh, the entire time he was, you know, he was healthy, um, which was rare. Uh you know, but if he could come in and do a little bit better than Hanniger, then I think that would be a big lift. And yeah, they don't have to go out and trade anybody to get him. And then, of course, Luis Gonzalez is there for more outfield depth, which given the way things have gone and, and you know, my old adage, somebody's always going to be hurt. So it's always nice to have depth. And I think you keep Gonzalez off the 40 man roster until you absolutely need him. And then and then you have the you know, you can make some changes. And I do agree that it's always interesting to see who you can get rid of. That being said, the Giants just designated Dalton Guthrie for assignment because he was on their 40-man roster. Yeah. Who? Is that? Isn't he like a country music artist? Like, what? <laughs> Dalton Dalton Guthrie? I didn't... When? How? Where? So there's always somebody on the 40-man roster that yeah, you can get Yeah, but of. he was he was the guy they picked up a few weeks ago for cash. He fit kind of the Giants mold of on-base percentage and yada, yada, yada. But, uh, but you look at the rest of the 40-man roster and... Boy, there's there's gonna definitely need to be some decisions made, especially because you're gonna have to bring on Gonzalez and Ramos onto the forty man, or you have to put them through waivers. And, oh, that's true, right? Because they were so, both on the forty man when they went onto the IL. They both been on the sixty yeah. day IL, which is why they are not there now. And they're both doing well. Like I know that that the Gonzalez hasn't quite gone on rehab assignment yet, but they say he's swinging well. Um, and uh, and he is ready to come off. So, yeah, good point. 
right? Yeah, that is a good point. But maybe they could trade them and package them in a deal, right? Like, as you've been talking about for this middle infielder mm-hmm. that they need. Um, I mean, there's a, I mean, we could keep talking about this forever, and, and we probably will in future weeks. But I, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, is this team good or is this team bad? I think it has a really, really good bullpen that is only going to get better when Brebbia and and Jackson get healthy. I think the starting pitching is is good enough. Um, I would like to see it stabilize a little bit. I would like to see it go to a standard five-man rotation. I'd like to see a little bit less of Jacob Junis. <laughs> um, and I think the offense, you know, is kind of what it's always been for the past couple of years. Sometimes it's hot. Sometimes it's not. I, I think the main thing that's going to really carry this team to the playoffs is if they stay healthy. And if they don't stay healthy, then they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, which I know is not, like, sexy, but I think that's the reality. I think that this team is a 88-win to 90-win team when everything's clicking. and um, But things don't always click. Uh, and so, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of battles for for the playoffs, and I think it's going to come down to the last couple of weeks, just like we thought it would, because that's the 2023 San Francisco Giants. Oh, yeah. They're not going to run away with anything. This is going to go right down to it. All right, Matthew, we're running out of time. We're coming up towards it's not we, we got we still we got a healthy amount of time. We got like six good minutes left before the hour mark. But it's time. Oh, oh wait. Bob, oh, what time is it? It's time for a lightning round. Wow, Bob and I agree. It's time <laughs> for a lightning round. Oh, we haven't done a lightning round in a while. No, what we is haven't this done lightning, lightning round. About? All right, all right. Then we're gonna grade everybody. Wait, we're gonna grade wait. everybody, all the players, and I've broken them up into weird little groups. I didn't just do them by position. Okay. All right. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the big ones because I thought that would. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because they were the top of my mind. Okay, so okay. we're going to go by the free agents, and we're going to give them grades. Okay, okay, so you have actually given this thought. I have, and I didn't tell you about this ahead of time, so you have no idea that this was going to happen. I, I might all have right. done all that right. on purpose. I'm all right. That's okay. It's lightning we, round. Right. I'm just going to throw right. out grades. All, all right, right, here, here we, we go. go. My overall grade for the free agent class, which includes Conforto, Hanniger, Manea, Taylor Rogers, and Ross Stripling. Yes, there were more. They fall into other groups. But those are the big free agents that we signed. My overall grade for them, Matthew, is a C minus. Michael mm. Conforto, B minus. Hanniger, incomplete. Manea, C. Taylor Rogers, B. Ross Stripling, F. Oh, oh, harsh, teacher, harsh. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, I I can see where you're going with this free agent C minus thing. I. I hmm. I probably would agree with you. I, I don't think it's been terrible. Uh, there's, but there's definitely been some disappointments. I, I might go a C just to give it a little bit better. Uh, Conforto, I think B minus. That's fair. Hanniger definitely incomplete. Manea, I'm going to give him a C plus because he seems to have found his uh, his role in the bullpen and has definitely kind of improved since his, his troubled beginnings. Uh, Taylor Rogers, I'm going to give an. I'm going to give a B plus a minus like he is on that. He's like an 89 right now because he's had he he had a rough start, but he has been lights out over the last couple of months. And I can't believe you only gave him a B and Ross Stripling an F. Really? Yeah. He's been F. He's a Uh, sucked. He sucked balls. I I would either go D or incomplete because I feel like no, incomplete. No, no, uh, incomplete. No, incomplete means you're not on the team anymore. No, 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 no. No, he's an F. You're wrong. (laughs) 
uh, Taylor Rogers, he lost us games. He lost us games in in the, at the beginning of the season. Lost us games. That's why he gets. I agree. He's been lights out since, but he lost us games. He's a B. You're wrong. All right, next group. <laughs> okay, rookies. R- rookies. Okay. Okay, I'm giving this group all together an A. Now, kids, if you take the grades and you average them, it's not going to work out to be an A. But the thing about rookies is you really only need one or two of them to be great. Okay? Okay, so you're, you're, you're waiting this. So I'm this waiting like the rookies. Only the rookies. Only the rookies are getting weighted. Okay. Okay? And that's because of the star pupil, top of the class, he comes first alphabetically, Patrick Bailey, A+. Okay? Mm. He Trist- brings up the curve quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Tristan Beck. I don't know about you, Matthew, but I really like this Tristan Beck kid. <laughs> he gets a B. Ooh, that's high praise. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Like I, you know, uh AI Ben was right. I you know, regular Ben was wrong. I mean, hey, let's let AI, it's the wave of the future. Okay. Sean Jelly, C minus. Dude, you walk too many guys. You walk too many dudes. I don't care about any of your other stats. You're walking everybody. Cut it out. It sucks. If you could cut that out, you'd be great. But you're a C minus. Uh, Bryce Johnson. Uh, he's a replacement defensive player. I gave him a D. But quite honestly, I think he's like you know. If I was waiting this, I'd give him a C. Yeah. But but okay. he's a negative replacement player. C. Matos B minus. Uh, Heliot Ramos. I'm F. Rule five to have T. Blake Sable B plus. Uh, J. Uh, uh, <laughs> Schmidt. C plus. Cal Stevenson, withdrawal. Cole Waits, <laughs> incomplete. Haven't seen enough of him, not on the team. Ryan Walker, B plus. Uh, probably an A minus, quite frankly. But I, yeah, I, yeah B plus. Uh, uh, Keaton Wynn, B minus. Um, uh, and then and then and then Salad Boy, Brett uh, Brett Wisely, D. Okay. All right. I, I see where you're going with the weightedness of the rookies. I think you, you're right. You only need a couple to really have an impact. Uh, so I'm going to go with Bailey, A+. I'm with you on there. Tristan Beck, B. I, I, I got you there. Uh, Sean Jelly. Uh, I'm, I might even go D. Yeah. D plus on yeah. Sean Jelly. I think C- minus is too much because he really hasn't contributed a whole lot. Uh, Bryce Johnson. Uh I'm with you on the D because I mean, he's good defense, but really hasn't played much, um, uh, hasn't really helped the team much other than that. Luis Matos, B minus seems a little low just for his promise and it's his promise. on base percentage. Promise. I'm I'm going with B. I'm going with a B. All right, that's fair. Uh, let's see, uh, Elliot Ramos. Yeah, F. I can see where you're going there, uh, but he's been injured. So... Don't even know why he made it to the major league roster this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give but him. But he a did, D, so I'm giving D. him an F. I'm giving him a D. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Blake Sable B plus. Are you kidding me? He's got he's an A. Okay, <laughs> Rule Five Draft D Blake Sable A all the way. Do you know how okay, hard it was for me to even a... give him B plus? Yes, I know. I know. I'm, kudos to you, but he is an A. He has done uh, outperformed uh, anyone's expectations. Never played above a ball. He leads all rookies uh, with runners in scoring position. Uh, he is an A player all the way. Casey Schmidt, C plus. I'm going B minus just because of his defense. Okay. Uh, right. Cal, Cal Stevenson, you're right. Withdraw. Who, who's he? Uh, Waits, oh, wait. uh, incomplete. I agree. Uh, Walker B plus. 
I think I think you were you were second guessing yourself. I'm gonna second guess you too. I think he's a minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been really solid out of the bullpen. Uh, Keaton Wynn. I'm gonna go B. He had a little rough outing in a second start, but I think he could be the answer. Uh, and wisely D. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just he's only up because people are injured, right. and um, you know that's where. All right, right. what well, we've what learned is that next? Matthew, if we, we we were teachers, people would like you; they'd hate me. You're an easy grade. Yeah. All well, right, the bullpen. Yeah. The bullpen has a B. This is an A bullpen, so a B is a bad grade. Uh, Alexander B plus Brebia B plus. Like to see more of it, John. Like to see more of it. Jacob Junis C, and you know, Mister Junis, you're lucky. I'm giving you that. Camila Duvall A plus A plus student. A plus performance, nobody better. Love him. Jackson, incomplete. I really liked how you came out, you know, uh, but yeah, yeah, now you're back hurt. Mr. Yovera, I totally we, forgot about you and you're well, back. He just came back just this week. Yes, and you struck out three in phase seven. That was amazing. Uh, I'd like to see more of it, but an incomplete so far. Tyler Rogers, you're an all star in my heart. You're an A. All right, I'm I'm not going to argue with you too much on this. I think Alexander B B plus. I, I agree. Brebia, when he's healthy, I think he's been an A. I think you know he's been an integral part of that team. Uh, Junis, uh, yeah, C, I, but he, he fills a role at times. He's had oh, some really good. He's a C. All right, all right, ups and downs. So uh, averaging a C. Uh, Doval, A plus. I'm with you on that. Jackson and Yovera, incompletes. Agree. Tyler Rogers, yes, an A. Like I, I can't argue with that. He has been outstanding. Right. All right. Starting pitchers. There's starting only two pitchers. of them, so this should go quick. <laughs> I have four of them written down here. Uh, starting pitchers is a C. This group should be better. Um, but Logan Webb, B plus, we expect A performances out of you. We haven't gotten enough of them, but you've still been darn good. So B plus. Disclafani, C. Might be overstating it. Wood, C. I mean, again, I've gone easy on both of you. Alex Cobb, A minus, right? I mean, okay. and that's probably, yeah, I probably should have given him an A because, you know, the all-star thing. But there you go. All right. Yeah, I've, I'm giving Webb an A because I think he's been the workhorse. He leads the the National League in innings pitched. Uh, so, yeah, that's a valuable part of what the Giants have done. So I'm giving him an A. The results haven't always been good. He's also had really poor run support. So um, almost like Matt Cain-like. So we're going that way. Uh, I'm giving him an A. De Sclafani and Wood, I would probably go C- minus on both. Uh, you know, just yeah. you know, really underperforming and not really expect uh, leading up to expectations. And Cobb, I'm giving him an A for the all-star definitely nice all right outfield uh this guy named Beatty played for the giants but he's no longer on the team he gets a w jock peterson b plus I, i'm putting the dhs in here as well okay uh b plus darren ruff was a giant he's get he gets a withdrawal he's got a w uh slater b yastrzemski b um i expect both i expect better out of all three of these guys and that's why they're all Bs, even though their OPS pluses and wars might suggest they should be higher. Maybe one day you'll learn how to spell Yastrzemski. But uh, okay, so uh, let's see here. I, I agree with you. Peterson, uh, B plus. Uh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Hasn't quite uh, lived up to the uh, expectations, that are, or at least last year's numbers yet. Uh, I'm going to forget the Beatty and Ruff, but Slater... Uh, B, you know, he, he, being hurt really hurt him. But when he he has actually had, I might even give him an A minus. I think he has when he has played, he has done very well. Availability against is the best ability. You got to show yeah, up to class, exactly. Mr. Slater. Uh, if that's you true. Get the grade. That's true. 
That is true. And Yaz, again, uh, availability, you know, his injuries have definitely held him back. Uh, so, yeah, I'm okay with the B for, for Yaz, but uh, definitely think that he can uh, improve on that. All right, what's Ooh, next? Uh, infield, C. I forgot to put a D, but I'm going with a C. Um, Mr. Crawford, uh, I'm giving him a C plus. Uh, I'm giving him the plus because he's Crawford. Okay. Um, and this might even be a C minus. Uh, yeah. yeah. JD Davis, uh, but, but I'm a C plus. C is a C plus. Uh, JD Davis is a B plus. Uh, Diaz. What's the guy got to do to get an A from you, man? Jeez. Uh, he's got to have a OPS plus of 120 or above. Um, and, uh, yeah. And none of these yahoos do. And those who do haven't played enough. Jeez. You, you gotta right, be, you, right. you gotta be good. You can't, you know, you know, you know, you gotta be good. Do you want to mouth <laughs> off any more, Mr. Henry? Any more mouth? This is the longest lightning round ever. There's Come a lot, on, but, you know, this lightning round is so long because there's so many darn players. Uh, Estrada, <laughs> B, Flores, B plus, VR, F, Wade, A minus. All right. I, you know, I love me some Brandon Crawford. Uh, I don't think he deserves a C plus. I think he's C minus, maybe C at the most. Uh, his his defense has been down. His offense hasn't been there. Uh, you know, he's hitting with runners in scoring position is probably the only bright spot for Brandon Crawford lately. Uh, but yeah, I'm giving him a, I'll give him a C just because he's Brandon Crawford. Uh, I do think J D Davis is an A. J.D. Davis is an A because uh, defense and his offense. Uh, Tyro Estrada was an A. Definitely has fallen off a little bit. I, I agree with the B. Uh, Flores, B+. Plus, I'm giving him an A- minus just because he is a all-around good teammate and he just fits in wherever you need him today. He plays second creator. base. He's he's just... Um, he's he's he's, he's freaking Flores, man. I love him. So, A-. minus. Uh, VR, I agree. F, uh, Wade, uh, A-. minus. I'll agree with that as well. All right, catchers, all around they get an A+, plus because they have Patrick Bailey. Okay. Uh, and, and, and Sable has been there, and, he, I mean, he's he's barely a B+, plus, but fine. Uh, but I did grade the other guys that have also been catchers for the Giants this year. Joey Bart gets a C-, minus. Uh, Mr. Perez gets a withdrawal fail, uh, and Austin Wins gets a withdrawal. Who now? Didn't he hit like a home run against us? Or I don't know. He did. Uh, <laughs> With the Rockies. Who wins? Yeah, yeah. I don't, don't want to talk about All it. All right. Yeah. I, I, you know, Bart, uh, yeah, C minus is probably where he deserves to be. Uh, defensively, very good. Offensively, sucked. Um, I'm not even going to comment on the others. Oh, you've got others mm-hmm. on here. All right. Uh, Farhan Zaidi gets a C minus. A C minus? The offseason, Matthew, was atrocious. Michael Conforto, Hanager, Ross Stripling, Manea. Perez, can I just keep going on about all the free agents? The only good thing that happened was Blake Sable. Okay, it was awful. It was okay. awful. Okay, I'm also going to mention Casey Schmidt. Uh, uh, you know, you've got uh, you know, all of our all of yeah. our rookies that you rated so highly up yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, also fall into that category because Farhan then. had an F and he worked his way up to a C minus with the rookies, and then Schmidt started to tail off. So that's why he's not a C. All right, all Farhan, right. C-. Right. C minus. I'm giving Farhan. Um, I'm giving him a B minus. Kapler and the coaches. I mean, the fact that they have a winning record with this garbagey, like constantly changing, weird ass line uh, roster, they get a B. Yeah, I might even go higher than that. B plus A minus. I think uh, the coaching staff for the Giants continues to show that they're one of the best in the majors. They get uh, the most out of players and. Um, 
it just uh, I think I think that uh, that shows. I think the record indicates that for sure. Right. All right. There's the end of the lightning round. We're way over, Matthew. What's the trivia question answer? Trivia question was who was the last uh, player to win a one to nothing shutout for the Giants? The answer, June 11th, 2021, Anthony DeSclafani allowed two hits, one walk, and eight Ks in Washington, D.C. against the Nationals. Uh, but there were also plenty of other Giants uh, that have done such. Uh, the la- one before that, though, you had to go back to, uh, to 2016, Jonathan Johnny Sanchez. Cueto. Johnny Cueto. You were close. There was a Johnny, a Jonathan, but mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, Johnny Cueto uh, pitched a one to nothing shutout against the San Diego Padres at home. So, and then uh, you, you know, there's some great names on that one to nothing shutout list. Uh, you got names like Matt Kane, Jason Schmidt, Don Robinson, Mike Lacoste, Kelly Downs did it twice. Mike Kruko only did it, has done it a, well, a few times actually. So, just you know, some great names over the the years that have had one one to nothing shutouts. Well, and Matt Kane did it because the Giants never scored for him. So that's why he did it so many times. Yeah. Mike Lacoste actually did went uh, 10 innings in 1987. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so, All right. That is pretty awesome. What are you drinking next week, Matthew? I am drinking a summer cocktail called the Daisy Buchanan. It is a gin-based cocktail, uh, and you can hear all about it on Thursday's Happy Hour episode. What are you drinking next week? El Granjero Pelirrojo. Easy for you to say. Indeed. All right. So the red-headed farmer on, uh, on Thursday. <laughs> Man, you gave it away. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, opponents this week. Well, there's the All-Star break. So watch Alex Cobb and Camilo Duvall in the All-Star game on Tuesday. And the Giants have four games off. And then they start an 11-game road trip across four cities. I put in three cities here, but it's actually four cities. Yeah, they're making up their Detroit game. Because they're making up the Detroit game, yeah. And no days off. So it's three in Pittsburgh, Oof. four in Cincinnati, three in Washington, and then one in Detroit before they come back home. So, yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. And, you know, it's long because of the All-Star break. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We had a lot yeah. to talk about, too. There were a lot, there were a lot of things. About. Yeah, there were a lot of things. You got bonus You got bonus coverage today, folks. That's right. That's right. You got bonus coverage. Uh, you got free giant cocktails today. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're always All free. Right. They're always free. But, always free. Yeah. Always. Uh, yeah. We haven't figured out how to monetize this thing yet. Uh, probably never will. Well, that's anyway. We haven't tried. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, folks, thanks for uh, sticking around. Uh, remember to follow us uh, on the social medias, uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and Mastodon. At Giant Cocktails. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe so you can hear, you know, whenever we publish uh, and rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you could, that would be wonderful. Just go in there. Click five stars. It's not very hard. Uh, if not. you want to say a few kind words, you could do that, too. Mm-hmm. But just right now. Just just do it. Just, yep. you know, five go, go right now. You don't have to hear the end of this. All just you go have right to do in. is Bye. write five stars. Very funny. Love, Ben. All, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll settle for that. All right. Well, Ben, uh, it's been great uh, chatting with you. Uh, next week, uh, we will talk about the All-Star Game and our second half predictions. Yes. And uh, we will, uh, you know, have us have some nice cocktails and talk about that then. So until then, Ben, it's been good chatting with you. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. <laughs>